Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> well, hello there. So pleased to see you've returned to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. I am your shopkeeper, Chris Baker, and today we have something quite bizarre to take a look at. If you'll notice over here, of course, it is the holiday season, and there's nothing more exciting than to buy your Wii One, the big gift of the season. And of course, back in 1988, in a certain film, the big gift of the season was a good guy doll. And of course, we have a vintage box from said good guy dolls but this box is quite empty because the story continues as to the mythos of the doll that this box once housed so let's waste no time let's pull out the mutoscope and take a look at season two of chucky Chucky came out in October of 2021 and really kind of took the horror world by storm. And I, for one, was I was a fan of the original Child's Play series, although as the uh, first two, I really liked them. Uh, the third one was so-so. And then that's kind of where they had problems with the studios and went on to start doing the, the Chucky movies, The Bride of Chucky, The Seed of Chucky. Uh, those ones, I, I just... I don't know. I think I'd kind of been just exhausted by the fact that so many slasher films have gone away from being scary horror movies and more into uh, bad guys that kill people and spit out jokes. I didn't like that. And I kind of got disenfranchised with the whole horror scene at that point, at least the slasher horror scene. Nightmare on Elm Street, this, and things like that. Things just started feeling like they were jumping the shark. And so I, I kind of got out of the Child's Play game and the Chucky game. Uh, but then, you know, when I when I started you know, watching all these uh, shows that they have on, like, Shudder, where they're doing, like, histories of horror, Eli Roth's history of horror, you do some of the breakdowns of the 101 scariest moments on um, horror movies and on, on Shudder and things like that. And then you hear about some of these other movies that they did, The Curse of Chucky and The Cult of Chucky, and it seems like they kind of got things back on track. And these are these are movies I never really went back and watched, although I want to when when the time is right, uh, when, when I can uh, watch them on one of my streaming services. I, I want to check these out. But when I found out they were doing the Child's Play or the Chucky uh, TV series, I thought, okay, this is interesting. This is a chance for me to kind of get back in the, the Chucky game. And boy, was I really pleasantly surprised by it. I, I figured it could have been really good or really bad. And luckily, uh, and I, I think that really all boils down to the fact that Don Mancini, uh, who created Chucky in the Child's Play movies, he is, is helming this and it really is his baby. Uh, and I really think that is a, a big part of why uh, Chucky has has done so well and and gone on to a second season is because of his involvement and his vision uh, kind of shows through in this. So I was really happy with season one and so excited 
where they left things off and where we're going to see things go in season two. Of course, last we saw the the kids are all right, but Andy's, uh, you know, he's heading down the highway to hell with a box truck full of Chuckies and the Tiffany doll holding them at gunpoint. So uh, that was a really interesting cliffhanger to end the whole whole season on. And with season two, I, we really kind of pick up not too terribly long after that. We're heading into Halloween in this first episode. And I think Halloween, so like maybe a year has gone by. Now we're going to talk about this season and we're going to talk about the things went on. I'm going to try not to be too terribly spoilery. We'll do a a really spoilery section uh, coming up later in the episode. But if you don't want anything spoiled for Chucky season two, probably best not to listen because I'm probably going to spoil something inadvertently, but I'm going to try not to be too spoilery, but uh, go check it out. Go watch it. You're going to enjoy it, especially if you enjoyed the first season and come back and listen. Or if you don't care about spoilers or if you've already seen it, then we're going to truck on. Uh, No pun intended. Andy will not be driving. So we pick up uh, a year later. You know, these kids have had most all of their parents killed. Uh, Jake's aunt and uncle are dead. His father's dead. Devin's mother is dead. Lexi's father is dead. Of course, uh, Jake is sent off with a foster family. Uh, I can't exactly remember where Devin is, but he's still back in Hackensack. Uh, Lexi is living with her mother and her sister in in a new home, a smaller home because they're no longer in the mayor's mansion. But but, uh, but these kids who were so close and, and became so close in the first season have all kind of gone their separate ways. And when they, you know, like kids do, you say you're going to stay in touch, but you don't really stay in touch. And that's where we find these kids when we when we first meet them in season two. Jake's off with his foster family, mother, father. He's got a foster brother, a little kid who he kind of uh, takes under his wing and, and really uh, is the only one in this family that he has a relationship with because they they're very, uh, you know, they're very much against his sexuality, and that's where we find Jake. Lexi, we find her. She's kind of drugging and sleeping around, or at least trying to, uh, with this kid when we first meet up with her. Uh, but she's got a, a drug problem that she's uh, picked up because I think, you know, a lot to do with the uh, dealing with the pain of losing her father, dealing with the pain of of all the death that happened because because of Chucky in the first season, probably the nightmares that <laughs> that remain from from dealing with Chucky in the first season. And I think this is one where I think we really get a little more. We don't get a ton of character development in this, and that's probably one of the, the minor drawbacks. But you do get a little character development out of the Lexi character because she. She's probably the one that has made the biggest changes in her life. Uh, you know, she's gone from being a bully to befriending the the kid that she was bullying. Uh, she's gone from you know being friends with him to uh, a drug addict, and she's gone from that to this and making amends with her mother. A little bit of a spoiler for later in the season, but I think with her, uh, we really get the biggest character arc out of the. Uh, Lexi character and I've already kind of talked about these actors from last season but I really enjoyed uh, Olivia Allen Lind and her portrayal of Lexi I think 
probably of the three actors, the young kid actors, uh, she's probably the one I enjoy the performance of the most. Bjork Van Arnesen is, uh, you know, he does a he does a really solid job. Uh, I really like Zachary Arthur as as Jake Wheeler. He does this thing though with his face where he you know scrunches it up to show the anguish, and sometimes I'm like dial it back just a little bit. It's a, it's a little too Renee Zellweger for me, uh, but but I really enjoyed all these kids playing these roles. But the first scene we really get probably some of the darkest stuff we've seen where Chucky comes back into play and the kids all ends up at Lexi's house and because they're getting hints that Chucky may be back and then Chucky ends up there with Gary, Jake's foster brother, and they have a homemade bomb and it's probably one of the most dark scenes where this little kid Gary picks up this bomb and runs with it and Chucky detonates it and blows the kid up. I mean, it's, you know, you don't see the kid actually blowing up, but you know what happens. And it's, it's some, it's dark as fuck. I I, I gotta say that it, it was a really dark and dismal way to start off the second season. And, I saw when that happened, I was like, okay, all bets are off. Nobody's safe in this. And they're they're willing to go places that a lot of shows and movies, I don't think they'd have the intestinal nor the testicular fortitude to go to these places. But, uh, but the kids are kind of blamed for this. And they go into, instead of going to juvie, they're sent to a Catholic school. Uh, called the Incarnate Lord, almost like a, a religious juvenile prison. And of course, they find out right away that the the building, the Incarnate Lord, was the orphanage or, or boarding home that a young Charles Lee Ray grew up in. And that's really kind of the launching off point to this season. We spend a lot of time in Incarnate Lord. Uh, we spend a lot of time with Jennifer Tilly. Uh, I would say her character, but it's kind of her, kind of not her. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up. But uh, one of the new characters I did want to mention was the Nadine character played by Bella Higginbotham. Uh, I thought she did a fantastic job. She had this Allison Hannigan, this one time at band camp sort of vibe to her, like an innocence, but you know, she's ready to, to shit mix things and, and get her hands dirty and, and do things she's not supposed to. So it, she was really kind of a, a breath of fresh air that I was I was really enjoying uh, for the most part, and and it kind of borderline. It could have got very annoying, but I think they didn't let it quite get that far with this character. And then when the way she ended up, I'm I'm not going to talk about this until the the definite spoilery section. But the way her story ended, it was oh, it was not expected, and it was grisly. If anything, well, hell, I mean, just by that, you you've pretty much had it spoiled. So we'll talk about it. But uh, when when she's pushed out the window by the good Chucky doll, oh man, was that that was grisly stuff? And her landing on the, the what was it, the statue of Mary or the angel or whatever it was, kind of cradling her in its arms and the blood running down. It was uh, really some interesting imagery, beautiful imagery, disturbing imagery, uh, but. I, I really enjoyed her performance because uh, she brought a bit of innocence 
to this character. She brought a bit of life to a bunch of kids that are really troubled. Jake, Devin, Lexi have all gone through some stuff. And yeah, they they carry a lot of weight on their shoulders. And, and they portray these characters like that. You know, feel like they've got the fate of the world in their hands. With Chucky being out and about and a, and a constant threat. And the Nadine character brought a little life and a little bit of, little, not levity so much, but she brought a, a little bit of effervescence to some very dour characters, which I think was much needed. And I, I think the character is going to be missed. I don't know as if they'll do what they did with Devin Sawa because he is back. Now he played in the previous seasons. He played Jake's father. He played Jake's father's twin brother, Jake's uncle. And so we got him, even though Jake's father dies early, we get still get Devin Sawa in that. And in this, he plays father Bryce, who is the head of incarnate Lord. And he is a, a very devout Catholic, you know, very strict, not a bad guy, but he goes a little overboard in some of his punishments, but not a bad guy ultimately. Then a character that I kind of enjoyed, I thought it was interesting because she's not a new character, uh, Rosemary Dunsmore, who played Dr. Mixter from season one. She is the psychiatrist that in pretty much gets the kids sent to Incarnate Lord and is the reason they're there and she's trying to help them, or at least we think so until we find out that uh, she may not be all that she seems. And I thought it was really interesting how her character, uh, we find out later and through some different flashbacks that we find out she has been in league with Chucky from the time Charles Lee Ray was a child. And the fact that uh, she's been fascinated with him, it's almost kind of like that cult of Chucky vibe to it. She's been fascinated with him. She looks at him as the perfect killing machine and she has really enabled him. She was, she was plotting with him from the beginning to get him mixed up with Jake and Devin and Lexi, trying to get one of them to to kill somebody to help Chucky with his plans in season one. So I really like that this character got a lot more to do and a lot more interesting stuff to do in this. Then we've got a couple more characters that I want to touch on, uh, but one actor to talk about. Lachlan Watson plays the Glenn Glenda character that uh, or characters that finally make an appearance in this. And of course, they are the children of Jennifer Tilly, who had the Glenn Glenda bits of soul from Seed of Chucky uh, transported into them. Yeah, it, it gets all crazy. And, and that's really one of the things that I think Don Mancini does so well with this is all the craziness of all the uh, original movies uh, tying them into this series. But they do a fantastic job. They're Chucky and Tiffany's non-binary kids. Uh, you've got Glenn, who is kind of... Uh, not a pacifist, but they, they don't like killing. Uh, they don't really have an evil bone in their body. Then you've got Glenda, who they uh, maybe don't want to kill, but they kind of have that uh, killer instinct and that killer tendency about them, which uh, I, I thought was an interesting... It was inter going to be interesting to see where they went with this. And while they didn't go anywhere spectacular with these characters 
it did have a nice little wrap up to the story of of them being brought into this kind of as fan service, and I I, I really enjoyed it. Their their uh, part in this story because I think it was very integral to the story. And while I don't think I don't think we're going to see these characters further on in the series may show up later in you know future seasons i don't know but but i really enjoyed uh the portrayal i like lachlan watson uh, as these characters and i enjoyed these characters and the part they played in this bigger story of chucky season two so ultimately the story at incarnate lord pretty much has our three kids living everyday life there until they find out chucky shows up and they end up capturing one of these good guy dolls. And they do kind of the clockwork orange thing. And make it so uh, this Chucky doll becomes what they lovingly call good Chucky. And he gets violently sick if he does something violent. You know, he hurts something. And it, it made for some interesting storytelling because you have this this good guy doll that you know you shouldn't trust and but Jake trusts this doll, good guy doll this good Chucky implicitly uh, it causes a rift between him and Devin uh, Lexi's kind of thrown in the mix there uh, Nadine as well uh, she kind of takes this good guy doll this good Chucky under her wing and you know is very motherly to it and you you see this all play out and like i said it, it just where it should unite them it divides them and watching this good chucky and brad durf doing the sweet innocent voice was just uh, i don't want to say it was comedy cold but it just made for some not intentionally hilarious moments, but moments that that you had to laugh just because uh, I can just picture Brad Dourif doing the voice for this inside of the recording studio and the look that must be on his face as he's doing this this good Chucky voice. But then you have some of the other variants, Chucky's. You've got the muscle-bound Chucky. You've got the, what was it, the Colonel Chucky, which is kind of a riff off of Marlon Brando from apocalypse now but it all plays out that this good chucky has been faking it the whole time and uh yeah you had to see it coming but you know it's one of those things where you're like maybe he has turned over a new leaf uh but then they do this exorcism which was just probably one of the best scenes i i really enjoyed this it had so many callbacks and that's one of the things i like about this series and i loved about this season with so many different callbacks to other movies because this was very much reminiscent of the exorcist where you have all these main characters in incarnate lord finally getting on the same page and finally working together to defeat chucky to get uh, charles lee ray out of this doll there's lots of pea soup puke scenes and it was it was really fun to watch in a, in a, in a horror type way it gets crazy uh you know they they exercise uh, chucky good chucky out of the the good guy doll but that chucky goes into father bryce and he <laughs> explodes uh but one of the most disgusting scenes nika gets chucky prime out of her body and into the good guy doll dr mixter runs out with with chucky prime and the good guy doll as andy you know shoots him blows off his jaw it's disgusting 
because uh, you know Chucky gets living flesh inside that doll exterior, and it was just it was disgusting. Uh, but we find out that that wasn't Chucky. While things were going on inside, while one of the sisters at the Incarnate Lord is having a showdown with our our gang, Chucky knocks out Doctor Mixter, does a soul transference, and so when Chucky is being shot, it's not Chucky, it's Dr. Mixter inside the good guy doll. Chucky and Dr. Mixter's body run off, and then they do this scene, uh, Willem Dafoe from Platoon, where he's got his arms up the air and he's being shot. They do that scene as Andy shoots the good guy doll that has Dr. Mixter's soul inside of it. It was just, I, I tell you what, this show uh, i know i'm probably not doing a good job of talking about it succinctly because so much shit goes on in this there is so much from from episode one to episode eight uh it is just cram packed with characters and different story plot points and different callbacks to different movies and different callbacks to other movies and it's just it's such a wild ride that you you know it's it's so hard to talk about everything all at once because it's just there's so much to talk about but that kind of wraps up the incarnate lord storyline you have the jennifer tilly storyline where she is you know she's just doing her murderous thing as tiffany uh, but we get to learn a little more about this character uh when glenn and glenda show up uh, we find out that uh, she has uh, some real celebrity friends that pop over. And it was kind of fun to see Gina Gershon, Joe Pantoliano, that chick from Beverly Hills. Uh, what is it? Uh, Housewives of Beverly Hills playing uh, all playing themselves. Even Jennifer's uh, sister, Meg Tilly, shows up and I think they all die. I know Joe Pantoliano, uh, he dies. Meg Tilly dies. I can't remember if anyone else dies. Maybe Gina Gershon, but it just, it was such a crazy episode with these people playing caricatures of their real selves. And it was, it was a fun episode. Uh, I'm not huge on horror comedy, especially when it leans more into the comedy, but this was so goddamn enjoyable that I, I couldn't not enjoy what they did, what Don Mancini did with this story in season two. But you have Tiffany, the spirit of Tiffany inside Jennifer Tilly, killing people. And it all really boils down to uh, the police finally get caught up with her and she is on the run. She can't go anywhere because she's just constantly being recognized as Jennifer Tilly. And so she's trying to get back into a bell doll and she finds one with Lexi's sister was gifted one by Dr. Mixter because Dr. Mixter has been uh, acting as psycho psychiatrist for, for all these kids uh, as well as for Lexi's mom and younger sister. But before we get to the kind of final showdown and the climax of all this, I did want to talk about one thing. In in one of the episodes, and I can't remember exactly which one. I can't remember if it was the fourth episode or one of the middle episodes. Uh, they kind of bookend the episode and kind of do some cut-ins uh, before what would be a commercial break where they have Chucky doing a 
talk show. And, and they've done this before. They kind of did that with the season finale. I believe it was last year's season finale where they had Chucky kind of in a high-backed chair in front of a fireplace, uh, almost like a Christmas vibe. Uh, but they did this where he's doing this talk show and they brought out uh, WWE superstar Liv Morgan. And she, apparently she's a big uh, child's play and Chucky fan. And it was like one of her greatest wishes is to be killed by Chucky. Uh, so they bring her out and, and Chucky's there with her and of course he stabs her and and she gets her gets her wish and has the death scene it was the kind of stuff that i don't normally like when it comes to horror but they did it so damn well that i couldn't not enjoy what they did with with this season and with some of these celebrity cameos and just the whole season uh in and of itself but they had a, a really interesting finale it's christmas uh you've got lexi is at home with her mother and her sister uh jake and Devin show up and they're going to stay at Lexi's place as well. Her mother is doing her usual thing. And I got to give some props to uh, Barbara Allen Woods. She's the one that plays uh, Lexi's mom, Michelle Cross. And she does this, this job so well. Uh, and, and there's a reason I'm kind of talking about her a little more at length than probably did last year last year uh when when she was on the show but yeah she's done so much i mean a lot of stuff in in regular dramatic tv and comedy tv uh just tv in general and movies in general she was in ghoulies four she's done a lot of tv like star trek the next generation married with children uh, mr belvedere dream on wings she's been in seinfeld she was uh, a main role in honey i shrunk the kids the tv series back in the late 90s she was on that show, The Goldbergs. I, she just does a fantastic job with this mother. She plays the just overbearing, self-centered, putting on airs mother uh, that that this character calls for. And and I think it's. I don't think I really noticed this uh, last year when I was talking about Chucky. But uh, Barbara Allen Woods is actually the real life mother of uh, Olivia Allen Lind who plays Lexi. So uh, mother and daughter playing a mother and daughter in this series. I thought uh, that's kind of cool and, and worth noting. And worth noting how how much their chemistry really showed on the screen because you were able to really uh, feel that mother-daughter connection, even though uh, this fictional mother-daughter relationship probably a little more dysfunctional than their real life, but, but you could really feel that mother-daughter dynamic throughout the series. But they had this moment at the the table the the dinner table where jake and devon are fighting uh lexi and her mom are fighting and they have this moment between lexi and her mom where lexi has this this great moment of self-realization that you know what all the things she blames her mom for uh all the the horrible things she's done she's done them herself and how can she ridicule her mom if she's done the same thing and she can't forgive herself unless she can forgive her mom that sort of deal and they have a touching moment and you think you know maybe maybe these two are going to to make it as a mother and daughter and and not be so divided all the time so they kind of make up and then jake and devin make up and you really kind of get this kumbaya happy moment at the end of this dinner and then later that night chucky shows up because 
He's trying to kill the kids. Jennifer Tilly shows up as as Tiffany trying to find that Bell dolls because she wants uh, she wants to go on the lamb as this Bell doll as Tiffany her doll self. And that's when you get one of the uh, one of the death scenes I probably enjoyed the most in the two seasons of Chucky is you get uh, Michelle Cross uh, played by Barbara Allen Woods. She comes down and sees Jennifer Tilly in her living room. And, of course, they met before at the big charity event from season one. And she's she's just so starstruck that she doesn't think the fact that uh, Jennifer Tilly's in her house in the middle of night on Christmas Eve. And Jennifer Tilly is talking with her. And then all of a sudden, Chucky sneaks up behind her with the world's most... Uh, the world's quietest chainsaw and ends up cutting Michelle Cross in half. And just the the reactions from Barbara Allen Woods, uh, the facial expressions as she's being chopped in half. It, it was gory. It was fantastic. It was such a, a wonderful kill for this franchise. It has had a lot of great kills in the past, but this is probably one, uh, at least as far as the Chucky series. I won't go through the, because I haven't watched all the Chucky movies, but at least for this series, probably one of my favorite kills. Literally cuts her from the top of her head down through her uh, parts and splits her right in half. It was disgusting and gory and wonderfully horrific. But then you get this cool scene afterwards where Lexi shows up after Chucky has just killed her mom and she unleashes on Chucky and and Jennifer Tilly Tiffany just stands by as Lexi kills Chucky and you're like oh shit this is supposed to be the last Chucky doll so you're wondering oh my god where's this show gonna go next I suppose I could just say this you know Chucky doll from in season three was just uh, another one that wasn't accounted for but that's that's sloppy writing that's that's bad writing uh, so I found it interesting when they're upstairs and the kids are attacking Jennifer Tilly. Then all of a sudden the little sister, Lexi's little sister shows up. Caroline's her name. And we find out from back in season one, all the things that Chucky was whispering to her. And we find out that Chucky told her that her real mother was going to show up and take her away. And so she ends up leaving with Jennifer Tilly. And, and we find them later on i don't know how big the time jump is supposed to be but we find them later on in a uh, motel room hotel room and jennifer tilly is trying to perform this voodoo spell on the bell doll to get tiffany's soul into this bell doll and it's not working and then all of a sudden the bell doll comes to life and i like the reveal because the wig comes off the makeup of the bell doll gets wiped off then the the wedding dress starts to drop and you realize uh, this was just a chucky doll uh, the whole time now i'm sure you're probably sitting there saying to yourself uh chris you left out a ton of stuff. And yes, I did uh, intentionally uh, just because I, you know, you couldn't go through all of this, uh, but uh, there was some plot points, you know, the Chucky doll that cut uh, Michelle Cross in half, uh, how that was Dr. Mixter with Chucky. She had a, a Chucky doll, a good guy doll in reserve and transferred the soul into that doll. 
Um, I left out about Glenn and Glenda getting put back into the uh, Glenn Glenda doll from Seed of Chucky. Uh, there's just a lot that went on that if you, you haven't watched this, you really need to watch it because uh, there's no way I could talk about this succinctly. I, I really feel like I did a piss poor job of talking about this because there's so much going on. I, I feel like I talked about what happened, but not uh, all the weather twos and the why fours and, and the things I enjoyed about it because like I said, just so much goes on from episode one to episode eight that it's just, it's all kind of overwhelming uh, when you really think about it. But that's really kind of how the story goes in season two of Chucky. And that's one of the things I really liked about it because it, there was never a dull moment in this season. Uh, I mean, there really wasn't in the first season, but definitely in this season. And I thought, oh God, when they started bringing in the Glenn Glenda characters, I thought, ah, oh, this is going to be one of the two movies I just didn't really care if I wanted to watch uh, because it dove more into uh, comedy than horror. And, you know, having uh, two dolls have a doll baby no pun intended, or maybe intended, I don't know. Uh, it, it just all seemed kind of very, like I said, jumping the shark. And I didn't know how much I was going to like them bringing that aspect into this. But I, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the portrayal of the Glenn and Glenda characters. Uh, I enjoyed where the story went. I thought it was interesting how the the two halves of that uh, soul are, are back in its original body, so to speak. Instead of feeling like they had to be separate entities, uh, they're back as one again. Uh, that was interesting, an interesting commentary in these times. Uh, I, I thought it was really fun what they did with all the various non-Chucky-related callbacks. I mean, they, they did a lot of references to a lot of different movies. Like I said, The Exorcist. Uh, they did a, the, the one about Platoon. Uh, those are just a couple that I can recall, but it seemed like all throughout the movie, it was just different callbacks to various movies and different references to various movies. And that's, I think, part of the charm of the Chucky series is callbacks. Uh, now, a lot. if this were a Star Wars property, they would be ripped up and down for all the callbacks to, to other movies in the franchise. But I think it works with this because there's such a, a storied history with Child's Play and the Chucky movies. And I think it's okay that this is a lot of fan service because while it is fan service and they're bringing back a lot of the characters from the original movies. They're bringing back Andy. They brought back the Kyle character. They brought the Nika character back from some of the later Chucky movies. Jennifer Tilly as Tiffany. While they're calling back to those other movies and kind of relying on the nostalgia of those other movies, they're doing new and interesting things. They're doing fun things. Uh, while this season wasn't as, it didn't have as many scary moments. I think the first season did have some really creepy, really scary moments. Uh, it didn't have those in this season. There was never a point where I felt, oh, that's creepy. That gave me a chill. Uh, that was scary. What it lacked for in scares, it made up for in Oh, wow. WTF moments. 
You know, the kid Gary getting blown up at the beginning. Father Bryce getting blown up at the exorcism. Michelle Cross getting sawed in half with a chainsaw. It had some really gory, creepy, scary moments as far as kills go. Uh, Nadine's character, uh, her falling to her death because good Chucky uh, showed his true colors and pushed her out to the window. Uh, and her landing on that statue and, and cracking her skull, uh, that was uh, that was some disturbing imagery. And I liked that. I like the fact that they do call back to all the old movies, but they're still moving forward. It doesn't feel like they're rehashing completely old storylines, which I think is quite refreshing. And I like that they take the care to do social issue commentary, but they don't do it so heavy-handed. It, it felt maybe like in the first season, you really got the relationship between Jake and Devin pushed a little more to the forefront. But I think because it's new and it's one character, two characters essentially coming out, uh, I think they paid a little more attention to that in the storytelling, whereas this, you know, that was still, uh, sexuality is still a theme. Bullying is a theme. Uh, drug abuse and addiction is a theme. Domestic disputes are, are very much a theme in this, but, but they're all done quite well in that. It never feels like I'm uh, watching like an ABC after school special, uh, teaching me the, the, the wrongs of this or the consequences of that. It, it never felt preachy in that way. So I, I really enjoyed the fact that they do tackle themes with this in a way that uh, doesn't feel preachy or judgmental or, or, or like I said, putting those sorts of things before what should be the primary uh, objective of the, the series is to scare people or at the very least to to disturb you with, with horror, with horrific images and uh, horrific uh, displays of violence. Uh, I think that has to be put to the forefront. And I think all of the themes and social issues that you tackle have to have to take a back seat to that. It doesn't mean you can't do them, and but you have to do them right. It has to feel cohesive with the story that is being told, which is a horror story slash comedy story. And I think that is what Don Mancini and the folks at Chucky did very well in that it, it never felt like the social issues being tackled came first and the horror came second. It, the horror always felt like it was coming first. And and that's what I enjoy. I know there's a joke there about coming first, but I this isn't that podcast. <laughs> Sorry. But ultimately, I, I really enjoyed this season. Probably just as much, if not more, than I enjoyed the first season. I, I think the the principal characters, uh, Zachary Arthur as, uh, as Jake, Bjorg van Arneson as Devin, uh, Olivia Allen Lind as Lexi, I think they all do such a fantastic job. They're very good young actors. While, uh, you know, sometimes their performances aren't perfect, uh, they're young and they're learning and they're growing as actors. And I think they do a great job to begin with, but these actors, I think they're only going to get better as as things go on. Devin Sawa 
always a treat to see him show up and stuff. Uh, Fiona Duraf as the Nika character. I like how, you know, as much as they've done to this character, this character, even at the end, is is still very much relevant in this story. And I'm excited to, and interested to see where the character is going to go from here. Uh, Jennifer Tilly is just fantastic as the Tiffany Valentine character and even herself, as you see in, in some instances. And she is just a delight to watch. She is delightfully maniacal in, in some moments. She can play the innocence and she can play the diabolical nature of this character uh, so well that it, it really is fun to watch. Christine Elise uh, as Kyle, seeing her show up again uh, along with Alex Vincent as Andy. That's always fun to see them. I'd like to see those two become a bigger part of the storyline and not just kind of come in to save the day uh, at the very last minute. I'd like to see them involved a little more in the story. Rosemary Dunsmore was was fun to see, uh, as well as Lachlan Watson as the Glenn Glenda characters. Uh, I did like how they brought back Billy Boyd to voice the combined Glenn Glenda in doll form, which is going by Gigi now. Uh, I, I like how they brought him back to voice that. All the celebrity cameos were fun and, and didn't seem out of place just because of the way they did them. Uh, they weren't celebrity cameos. They were celebrities playing uh, hyper effed up versions of themselves. And, and that really kind of fit in with this. Uh, the actresses that played Sister Ruth and Sister Catherine were, were fun characters to watch. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if we see the Sister Catherine character show back up, uh, played by Andrea Carter. I, I really enjoyed her performance. I thought she made the character interesting and compassionate. And Brad Dourif as Chucky is incomparable. I mean, uh, the band is a an icon uh, in cinema just in general, but especially just because of the Chucky character, a horror icon, uh, to say the least, and does a, a fantastic job uh, with Chucky in, in all the different incarnations that we see. So ultimately, this is such a fun, wild ride, season two of Chucky. It's got so much going on, so many references and callbacks to other movies, bits of nostalgia from the Chucky franchise, and where it does have some bits of ridiculousness, uh, where the muscle-bound Chucky punches a hole through a kid's chest, uh, you do have some more grounded in reality kills like the getting cut in half with a chainsaw just as disgusting just as bloody but not as ridiculous as uh, a doll punching a hole through somebody uh, it, it just it has so much fun that i don't mind that it leans a little heavy on the comedy when you have so many gory and horrific and dark things happening kids blowing up people getting cut in half some girl getting the brandon stark treatment getting tossed out of whatever story window and for all the craziness the story still stays strong and still stays cohesive and like i said i've got to put that at the feet of the man behind it all, Don Mancini, who really plays a big part in this, uh, whether it's writing, directing, just being the man behind the franchise and the man behind the series. Uh, I gotta say his involvement in this is probably what keeps this show on track and keeps this show 
running smoothly and doing what it sets out to do, being a horrific, gross, and disgusting slasher series with a good bit of humor and a lot of chaos and mayhem all coming from a little doll. So there you have it. Those are my thoughts on Chucky's season two. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's no word yet. This just wrapped up here right before Thanksgiving this past week. So uh, I'm not sure exactly when we're going to find out if there's going to be a season three. I would have to imagine that there is going to be a season three because I can't see how this uh, season would do so poorly in the ratings to not warrant a third season because uh, I I enjoyed it so much. But but what do I know? But uh, as soon as we find out if there is going to be a season three, of course, keep it locked on Odds Bodkin's uh, Curiosity Shop. We'll, we'll keep you posted on that but really excited to see where they're gonna go i mean they're kind of whittling down characters the glenn glenda character has gone back to just being a doll and uh, living abroad you've still got tiffany you've still got chucky and this as far as i know the final chucky doll uh who knows but the Caroline character, are they going to raise this little girl uh, to be a serial killer like them? Uh, that's going to be interesting. Where Jake and Devin and Lexi, where do they go? You know, who uh, they've got one of their teachers that's going to be taking them in. What do they do? Where's the hunt for Caroline begin? Uh, Andy and Kyle's involvement into this, you know, where... Where do they stand? You know, Chucky's still out there, so they're still going to be hunting for him. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where their story ends up. And the Nika character still after Jennifer Tilly. So, so many places for them to go with this. And like I said, they're they're kind of whittling down. You don't have so many Chuckies. You don't have uh, Glenn Glenda involved. You've gotten rid of, uh, you know, the mother. You've gotten rid of Dr. Mixter. Uh, you got rid of Nadine. Uh, Devin Sawa, you know, his character's uh, dead. But, you know, his characters from the first season were dead. Who knows who could come back as the same person playing a different role who knows? Chucky is a wild ride, and it's a lot easier jumping on than it is jumping off, as Ric Flair once said. Well, actually, he says it quite often, but <laughs> it's a wild ride that you just hold on and you enjoy it while it lasts. And I'm looking forward to seeing a third season out of all this when it's all said and done. So I want to thank everyone for listening to my thoughts on Chucky. Like I said, it's a stream of consciousness babbling about a show I really liked. It's, there's so much going on. It really was kind of hard for me to even keep track and keep a cohesive thought process going. But uh, thanks for joining this wild ride. And please find out more on what's going on with horror, fantasy, and science fiction on our Facebook page, Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. We're always posting trailers and articles I find all over the interwebs. Add my two cents. And no matter where you listen to this podcast, please download it, subscribe to it, uh, do all the things, like it, uh, share it with your friends, anybody that you know that loves horror, fantasy, and science fiction. And please leave a review. Five stars would be awesome. But whatever review you leave, we do appreciate the feedback and we do appreciate your support. So until next time. Thank you for visiting Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Ha 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 ha!